0: This is Trice Talk Minipod for a Tuesday night, September the 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Donald Wayne. But if you listen to our other shows, you probably already know that. Well, if you tuned in tonight thinking this would be an episode of Trice Talk, unfortunately, it won't be. Uh, Dennis Lee has been under the weather since uh, last Saturday, so we're not going to be doing uh, an episode of Tri's Talk tonight. In fact, it'll probably probably be Sunday before he is able to come back and uh, do a show with me. So, um, of course, if you've been paying attention, you notice that uh, I've taken a few nights off as well. I didn't do a show saturday night didn't do sunday didn't do monday so oh i've had three days off <laughs> but um yeah i, I probably uh, since dennis lee's not gonna be here for thursday night i may try to do a live version on thursday night if i can get some of my uh trusty guest host to join me on thursday but uh I'll have to see if I can put that together because, you know, we still have that contest that we're doing. We're giving away uh, copies of the Mark Levin book, American Marxism, which I always want to say American socialism for some reason, even though I know that it's not socialism. It's American Marxism. Uh, We've had two winners so far, Laura, uh, from Laura and Lou's uh, communications station uh, was our first winner a couple of weeks ago. And then BP 49 was a winner last Thursday. So we've uh, had two copies of the book go out so far. We've got, uh, I think we've got, I think we've got three more over here to give away. So we, we'll keep it going another three weeks, but Hopefully, I will be able to do a live show Thursday night and possibly give, a ne- uh, give away another one of those books. Um, so anyway, uh, hopefully, Dennis Lee will be back on Sunday and we'll get back on track. Uh, but uh, until then, so tonight's article that I'm going to use is from the Epic Times, which is one of my... That and uh, Mike Huckabee's uh, daily newsletter are my two favorite draws for pulling my articles. But uh, an article by Matthew Vadim, and it's titled, California Requires Aztecs Prayer in School. Parents and civil rights groups sue. All right, I'm getting ready for the boat people to come on here so I'll just shut that down Uh, so when I saw this article when I saw the title of it I'm like surely not but then of course anything that has California in the title really shouldn't surprise me or any of you out there Uh, and and that's not a slam against all you wonderful people that do live in California that actually don't have anything do, to do with the craziness of uh, the politics in your state. I feel sorry for you. But um, California requires Aztec prayer in schools. All right. So let me just go through the article here because it it kind of lays it out for you. Parents in California and a civil rights group are suing the state over its imposition earlier this year of a novel public school curriculum that reportedly reportedly has students praying to Aztec gods. Is that a cult? The curriculum's unequivocal promotion of the five Aztec gods or deities through repetitive chanting and affirmation of their symbolic principles constitutes an unlawful government preference towards a particular religious practice. And this is according to uh, a statement by Frank Zhu, president of California for Equal Rights Foundation. This public endorsement of the Aztec religion fundamentally erodes equal education rights and irresponsibly glorifies anthropomorphic, I think, male deities whose religious rituals involve gruesome human sacrifice and human dismemberment. Yeah, that sounds like a great school, a great subject to teach in our schools. I'm hoping that that's in high school and not elementary, but it wouldn't surprise me if it were also included elementary schools. This article doesn't say Paul Jonah, a partner at, uh, it's, it's uh, the Thomas More society, special counsel. I'm not going to read the whole title cause I can't pronounce half the names said it in a statement the aztecs regularly performed gruesome and horrific acts for the sole purpose of pacifying and appeasing the very beings that the prayers from the curriculum invoke okay so they're they're teaching these kids or i guess according to the article making them pray to these these beings that uh, are are supposed to be pacified by these uh, gruesome acts that the Aztecs performed. The human sacrifice, cutting out of human hearts, flaying of victims and wearing their skin, are a matter of historical record along with sacrifices of war prisoners and other, well, there's our little thunderstorm that's going through, if you, if the microphone's picking that up. And other repulsive acts and ceremonies the Aztecs conducted to honor their deities. Any form of prayer and glorification of these bloodthirsty beings in whose name horrible atrocities were performed is repulsive to any reasonably informed observer. Uh, then it goes on to talk about... Uh, a case for Californians for Equal Rights Foundation versus the state of California. Uh, They filed a lawsuit back on September the 3rd, so it's a fairly recent one that was filed. Um, Californians for Equal Rights Foundation is a nonprofit civil rights organization headquartered in San Diego, oh, that's in slightly serious territory, it was founded after the defeat of Proposition 16 in 2020, which if passed, according to Ballopedia, would have repealed the 1996 Proposition 209. Okay, I don't know if any of all that matters. Uh, you can read the article because I'll be posting it to Facebook afterwards if you want to get those details. Uh, the other plaintiffs are Eric Gonzalez, Steve Hoback, and Jose Velasquez, all of whom are parents who now have or had children enrolled in public schools in California. In addition to the state, the other defendants are the California State Board of Education, California State Department of Education. Tony Thurman, in his official capacity, as state superintendent of all public insta- instruction, and Linda Darling-Hammond, in her official capacity, as president of the State Board of Education. The legal complaint details the California State Board of Education's approved ethnic studies model curriculum, which includes a section on affirmation, chance, and energizers energizers like the bunny. I, I don't know what what energizers among these is the in lock Ek affirmation, which invokes five Aztec deities. This pagan prayer addresses the deities, both by names and traditional titles, recognizing them as sources of power and knowledge invokes their assistance and gives them thanks. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm stopping first. Well, let me me go just a little further here. The prayer invokes the names of five beings worshipped by the Aztecs as gods or demigods. I'm not going to give you any of them because I can't pronounce them. Um, If you're interested in those, they will be in the article as it's posted as well. According to the legal complaint, the State Board of Education appointed R. Tolteca Chautin, a co-author of the 2019 book, rethinking ethnic studies to chair a committee tasked with developing an ethnic studies model curriculum esmc otherwise in his book chowton uh, demonstrates an animus towards christianity and catholicism claiming that christians committed theocide, i.e killing of gods against indigenous tribes In March, the Board of Education approved the ESMC. Uh, let's see. The curriculum also includes the Ashi affirmation, which invokes the divine forces of the Yoruba religion four times, honoring this divine force and seeking assistance from for the school day. The complaint states... Yoruba is an ancient philosophical concept that is the root of many pagan religions, including Santeria and Haitian voodoo or voodoo. Or voodoo. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, uh, according to the Thomas More Society, it reportedly has one million believers worldwide in West Africa, Brazil, Colombia, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Guiana, and in the Caribbean nations. Our clients have both a religious and civic objection to the Aztec prayer, and they do not want their children chanting it, being asked or pressured to do so, or risking ostracism if they refuse. Under both the California and the United States constitutions, they have the right to expect all branches of the state government, including the State Board of Education and the Department of Education, to respect this choice. Furthermore, all Californians have the right to expect that tax-supported public schools will not aid in the promotion of this religion. All right. It's amazing to me. And I think we've talked about this a little bit on Tristock, Dennis Lee and I have, or at least I talked about it and he may have listened, but that to me, it's the same thing similar with CRT that with so much pressure today and and this competitive world that we're living in for children to learn the, the things that they need to learn in order to be competitive, uh, obtain good jobs, have good careers uh, throughout their life. It seems like those things that we used to teach are no longer important to them anymore. I remember just um, several weeks ago, I talked about, uh, so, uh, I don't know if it's Portland, Oregon, somewhere up there. Uh, I think it was Oregon, but it may have been the state because I think the governor suspended um, the need for uh, schools, to, you know, for uh, graduating seniors to be proficient in math and English and um, seemed like a science. Maybe I, there was an, it seemed like there was another subject. Anyway, that was too much pressure. For those that that particular class, and I think that that uh, that uh, mandate was good for five years. So we have teacher, we have uh, school systems, school boards, uh, superintendents that are suspending uh, the need for the basic subjects in our school. Uh, you know, like learning English learning math and advanced math courses even the sciences they're putting less emphasis on that and then they're cramming this crap in in high school this is something i i don't object to it being taught as an elective but it to me just from my understanding of of what they're saying in this article that that's something that maybe should be offered in a in a college course as an elective or something or possibly an elective in high school if if you know if there was a a way to do that but but to actually force it into the curriculum and and be pushing this on students now I know I when I was a, a few months ago that there was some talk about, um, I, I think it's a similar subject line where they were talking about uh, Christians came into this country and they forced the Indians, uh, the indigenous people of this country uh, to, to give up their, their praying to their deities, to, the, to their gods or, or to their protectors or whoever it is that they prayed to. That was a big thing. And so maybe this is in part in response to that, that they're trying to make these things offered in in schools to kind of bring that back. But since liberals have forced Christians, you know, there was a time, especially I can, you know, of course I'm ancient. All right. But when I went to school, we had a morning prayer. They came on the loudspeaker at school. You did two things. You did the Pledge of Allegiance. Everybody in each classroom stood, put their hand over their heart, said the Pledge of Allegiance. And then they had a morning prayer. And I can understand some of the arguments against prayer in school. I can understand that because there's so many different religions uh, represented in our country today as opposed to when I went to school when there was not um, but if you're not going to allow Christians or to to have courses where They get taught certain things in public school. How do you allow, how do you justify doing something of this nature, especially you're talking about now Aztecs are not indigenous to the United States. So I don't know how in the hell that ends up in a course in our country. But for whatever reason, if you allow anything in there about religion, why do not uh, why would you not allow Christians to have courses designed to further their education on Christianity, on Jesus Christ, on God. Why wouldn't that be allowed? If you're going, I mean the whole purpose of getting getting uh, uh, religion out of schools, and people not—I mean, people go nuts. Um, even if if uh, coaches or crowds are asked to to uh, bow their heads for prayer at, at at football games or any kind of sporting event that is uh, supported by public education in this country, there are people out there running to their lawyer if they encounter something like that. So, how do you justify teaching Aztec prayers in school? We're funding that, and that's more important than them having, uh, learning, uh, English, math, and sciences in school? Doesn't make sense. It, doesn't make sense. They keep injecting these other things in schools. And there's all kinds of uh, schools of thought about this particular subject, why it's happening, why people are doing it. Uh, And I think the mainstream idea, at least on the conservative side of the coin is that, it's just one more way that liberals liberals I have difficulty saying the word liberal. That they're using to divide us in this country, to destroy, if you will, America. They don't like America as America has been for a couple hundred years plus. Obviously, there's a lot, you know, we we do this all the time. There's lots of things that needed to change and has been changed. But still, the core values, the core beliefs that makes America unique among all the countries in the world, what they're doing, what liberals are doing piece by piece in this country is destroying America's identity and we said this before a lot you know controlled immigration is good for any country and there's there's it's it's a valuable resource for the country itself and for the people that come here for the american way of life because it offers so much more than you can get just almost anywhere else in the world but if you destroy those things that made us that magnet for these all these peoples around the world eventually eventually it's not going to be a magnet anymore at least not for good so that's that's the general consensus of what liberals are doing they inject all of this crap into our schools, like CRT, and there's nothing wrong with teaching the the, the the true history of slavery or being realistic about what was done during those times. But I would, my challenge would be to anybody that wants to teach the truth about slavery in this country is not just go by the version that the people uh, on the right, uh, on, I'm sorry, on the left, uh, the liberals want taught. If you're going to teach it properly, you need to teach it in its entirety. You need to teach the history of slavery. You need to teach how it came about in this country, how many people opposed slavery in this country. You need to teach what political party in large part supported slavery and all of the atrocities that were, uh, done to former slaves in this country. And even, um, you know, black Americans, even into the last century, there's you, you've got to teach it in its entirety. Maybe you have it in different blocks, different sections, but you just don't teach the version that liberals want people to hear the part that divides them that separates them from everyone else so that's this is when as it doesn't make sense that that is a necessity in public school to teach children aztec prayers praying to gods that humans were sacrificed to for the purpose of appeasing these gods. Who in the hell think that that makes sense? All right. So that's that's the absurdity coming out of California. Another absurdity coming out of California. Oh, by the way, that recall election, I believe, is next is it next Tuesday? I have to turn around because my calendar is behind me. I believe it is I can't even see the calendar. Um, I believe it's next week. Yes, it's next Tuesday. So we will find out the country and the world will find out next week if Gavin Newsom is going to remain as governor of California or if Larry Elder (laughs) will be the new governor of California. So stay tuned for that. It's still thundering out there, folks. All right. Uh, The last thing I'm going to have tonight is just I was listening to WSB this afternoon, which I don't get a chance to listen to them as much as I used to um this eric erickson that I, I i like i like most of the time, but I do disagree with uh, uh many of the things that he says or the many many of the positions that he takes and um he was an anti trumper back in twenty sixteen he he could not force himself to vote for donald Trump even though he did not want Hillary Clinton to become president. He just couldn't force himself to vote for Donald Trump. I believe, I believe I'm correct on that, but I believe he did say also that he did vote for him last year. last November. Anyway, I, I like to listen to him even when I don't agree with some of the things he says, but Today, while I was eating lunch, I, I happened to catch him doing a commentary and what I would call a dilemma dilemma in America and that it is that it does we're no longer allowed to disagree with each other almost without hating each other in this country. I mean there was a time uh, when people could disagree about things, especially in politics, and they may even argue about them, Uh, political philosophies and so forth, political opinions, political positions, if you will. They could disagree and argue, but then they'd go slap each other on the back and then go have a beer. That doesn't happen much anymore. Well, one of the things he brought up was um, he talked about the city of Portland, Oregon, announcing that it intends to ban trade and travel to the state of Texas in response to the Lone Star State's new abortion law. Um, Which, when I heard him say that, it's like, does Texas really give a damn about whether or not Portland, Oregon supports what they do or is not going to do business with them. I don't I don't know. I don't know how much business they've done with Texas in the past. But anyway, Portland mayor Ted Wheeler announced on last Friday that the city council intends to vote on an emergency resolution, an emergency resolution, folks. This this is an emergency to those people in Portland, Oregon, okay? I mean, this this emergency means it's very important, right? It's got to be done. Otherwise, people will be hurt. People will die. People will go hungry. So they'll vote on a resolution, which I believe is tomorrow, since tomorrow's Wednesday. They'll vote on a resolution on Wednesday to stop the city's future procurement of goods and services from... And city employee business travel to the state of Texas. What the hell are people in Portland, Oregon, city employees doing traveling to Texas in the first place? Another excuse to get out on the public dime and go drink and whatever they do on these trips This day in time, why do people have to do that anyway? So, evidently, that's a big thing in Portland. They must like to go to Texas a lot. Uh, so they're going to, you know, city employees will no longer to be able be able to do business travel to the state of Texas. The resolution will be, in fact, until Texas ends the law or it is overturned. The Portland City Council stands unified in this belief that all people should have the right to choose if and when they carry a pregnancy and that the decisions they make are complex, difficult and unique to their circumstances. So once again, we have a group of people in this country that want to penalize anyone else in this country that engages in or supports actions that are contrary to their own beliefs. We saw the same thing happen earlier this year when Georgia passed the new voter laws to tighten up voter activities in the state because of last year's stupid fiascos, driven largely in part by Stacey Abrams. Anyway, so Stacey Abrams and her minions ran off at the mouth last year or this year because of Georgia's passing of the new voter restrictions, the new voter laws, if you will, tightening things up. So she was running off at the mouth and got other people to do the same so much. And they they targeted uh, corporations in Georgia Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, some of the big money players in the state of Georgia, trying to get them to cower down to their demands that they push back against this these new voter laws in Georgia, calling them racial, uh, 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 white supremacist laws, you know, trying to keep p- black people from voting in the state, uh, all that stuff. So they did that so much that major league baseball responded by moving its all-star game out of Atlanta, where it was scheduled to be held this year and, uh, moved it to Denver, Colorado way to go Stacey Abrams and boy, has she been a little bit more low key since that happened because that move cost Atlanta businesses that service, uh, the ballpark area here, uh, because the new ballpark, well, it's several, it's three or four years old now, but it's, it's, it's a major undertaking. I mean, there's actual businesses, uh, restaurants and souvenir shops and and the sort bars built right into that outside the complex of the stadium so it's almost like a little mini um, amusement park if you will without rides of course outside of the ballpark itself so you can just go there you can have dinner you can have drinks or snacks and then go in to the game if you will instead of paying well you can pay you know three hundred dollars outside for Uh, food and and beverage, or you can do it inside the park. Um, So they moved the game. Now all of these businesses that would have stood to to make uh, not just one business, but all these businesses together, it cost them uh, several million dollars worth of business. All because... Stacey Abrams and her supporters wanted to punish the state of Georgia. Basically, they wanted to punish them through the corporate level, but they didn't think it through about the Atlanta baseball issue. Major League Baseball really did a number on Atlanta this year along with Stacey Abrams. <laughs> All to punish Georgia because they didn't agree with what they've done with the laws. A similar issue came up uh, a couple of years ago for a second time, as a matter of fact, and we've talked about this on Trash Talk as well, when certain groups wanted to boycott Chick-fil-A because the owners and some of the corporate management officials had publicly expressed Christian-based opinions regarding gay marriage. So they wanted to punish Chick-fil-A. They wanted people to boycott Chick-fil-A. They didn't want to do business with Chick-fil-A. In fact, we talked about this on a mini mini pod, I think, as well, or Tristock, that, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A had a hard time getting into New York City. And I think there was another uh, major airport up that. Uh, I don't know if it was in New York or if it was in Pennsylvania. Somewhere up north, um, they were trying to get in uh, into an airport that was being built. Also, uh, I know we talked about the highway system. There, there was supposedly some new... Uh, highway system going up uh, or improved highway system going up through New York. And uh, they were creating rest stops with uh, and and giving leases or selling leases to um, uh, different vendors. And Chick-fil-A was uh, trying to be one of those. And there were people in New York that was trying to prevent Chick-fil-A from being considered to be on that. List and have places along the highway because people don't like one that is a Christian-based organization. The founders are and were Christians, and they have certain beliefs that are based on their beliefs and their Christian beliefs. And why is that wrong? But, you know, several groups and even media and Hollywood uh, stars thought that people should boycott Chick-fil-A's because of those professed Christian beliefs, one of which is about gay marriage. But that's despite the fact that no Chick-fil-A establishment had ever been cited for or accused of mistreating any LGBTQ customers, or did not hire LB, LGBTQ people who uh, applied for jobs in the stores. So it was based solely on the fact that these these people who who started the Chick-fil-A company had certain beliefs that they didn't want them to have you know which (laughs) to eric's point at least as i understood it democrats and liberals now want to shut down anyone in this country that promotes policies they do not support or that they are in direct direct conflict with their own positions I mean, it's no longer sufficient to disagree publicly about policies and activities. Liberals want to punish you. They want to shut you down if you don't fall in line with what they expect of you. They want to hurt you, destroy your businesses, your families, destroy your ability to function in this country, to, to, to support yourself. They want to hurt you so you'll be too afraid to object, or too afraid to uh, support policies that they don't believe in, too afraid to push back against them. This mentality of harming dissenters in this country is a very dangerous road to go down. And each time liberals win one of these public battles, they feel emboldened to go on and terrify the next subjects this name calling demonizing anyone who doesn't agree with you is is chipping away at the very fabric of this country in my opinion it's pitting liberal neighbors families and friends against one another the very people who scream that america must be diverse when they justify bringing people you know millions of people into this country now but they expect America to be diverse, but they refuse to allow anyone to be or think differently than they do. What happened to the days when people could profess their support of different ideas, political parties, candidates, if you will, but they could still care about each other. Do liberals really want diversity? That would be my question. Their actions don't say that they do. They want to talk a good game because they, 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 they profess diversity in the sense that we want people coming from other countries that have different religions, different faith, uh, faiths, ideas, uh, you know, traditions, if you will. They want that. But then. I guarantee you if any of those traditions or any of those faiths or policies or whatever they believe in conflict with their own, the liberals. They're going to push back against them, the very people that they supported coming here. Who gave them the authority to be judge and jury on every subject known to man? Who gave them the authority to decide what is right and wrong for everybody that's living and breathing in this country? Just because they got elected to office doesn't mean they're the smartest SOBs in this country. Doesn't mean they have the answers for everything. Obviously, they don't because they don't pass a whole lot of legislation. Do they really? I mean, think about it. I mean, they're trying this year. Liberals are trying because they're scared to death that they may only get this one chance to pass every. And I want to say I want to use language that I don't normally use here, but to pass everything that they can. That doesn't even make sense. Who gave them the authority to be judge and jury over all of our lives? Maybe we did as conservatives. Maybe we did when we failed to muster enough support last year for the November elections to get Republican candidates either elected or reelected. People that possibly could have kept some of this shit from going on this year that's going on in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Liberals want to be our sole providers for everything in this country. Really? I mean, more and more things are coming under their umbrella, don't you think? They 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 want to tell us. They, they want to tell us what we should be learning in school and what we shouldn't. And obviously they don't care about the basics anymore. Uh, They want you to be uh, woke, if you will. They want to control your health care. They want to control where you work. They want to be able to control, you know, uh, how you keep your job. Now they want to control your bodies and and and, uh, and vaccinations and ruin your life if you're not willing to take a chance on a vaccination that that has come caused harm to some people. And I've had my vaccination. I believe in it. Uh, I believe in it enough that I had a choice to make, and me and my family made that choice. To get vaccinated because we thought that was the best thing for us to do. Now they, they complain that uh, there's people, and if this is true, that there's people out there who are anti-vaxxers, if you will, that are that are trying to stop other people from getting vaccinated or persecute people who uh, believe in vaccinations and give them a hard time if they show up to clinics to get vaccinated, that's wrong. And I'm almost suspect of those people. Are they actually conservatives? They always want to say anything. Uh, uh, The the liberal media wants to paint conservatives and and Republicans as anti-vaccination people. Oh, we don't want to get vaccinated. Well, bull, I've been vaccinated. My family's been vaccinated. I know a lot of people who have been vaccinated. A lot of my customers have been vaccinated. So who in the hell are they talking about? And how do we know that these so-called, quote, anti-vax protesters are actually conservatives? How do we know they're not out there doing the bidding of liberals to make conservatives look bad? It's a question. Not a theory, but it's a question. So liberals want to provide everything for us in this country, right? The problem with that is liberals don't provide anything. After all, aren't they just taking it from us? All they're providing is lack of choice. That's really what they're trying to do. Take away our choice to choose what we want to do. I mean, they they want to stand up and say a woman has a right to choose whether or not she carries a baby to term or whether or not she has the right to in that child's life by abortion. Yet those very same people want to tell us we don't have a right to determine what we do with our own bodies, that we have to get the vaccination. How do you have it both ways? Yes, I know there's a difference between, okay, the abortion affects two people, primarily the mother and the life of the child that she aborts. That in itself is probably not something that's a danger to society. Although if you look at it in the Christian point of view, it is a danger to society. And then the other, and and not wanting to get a vaccination, could be harmful to other people around you but it's still a choice. How do you decide one time you have a right to choose what you do with the body and another time you don't? They get to make the decisions. They want to be the judge and jury to tell us how to live our lives. They'll take our money and tell us how we get to spend it. That's a pretty good gig if you can get it, right? But I think what Eric was saying was there was a time that we could disagree peacefully in this country. But now I think liberals have gotten to the point that they do not want any resistance to the changes that they're trying to promote They don't really believe in free speech. They only believe in their speech, their way or the highway, if you will. Therein lies the problem. And I'm not saying that all conservatives are, are great, wonderful people. Every, every family probably has somebody under a rock somewhere. First, second, third cousin, somewhere down the line. I know Jesse James is purportedly a member uh, of my family. <laughs> he's he's some some far-removed cousin. But liberals want to tell us how to live. They want to tell us how much money we can spend. They want to make our decisions for us. That's why it's so crazy in this world today. That's why we're getting to the critical point where if we don't push back successfully against all of these things like teaching Aztec chants to our children in schools, teaching critical race theory to our kids in schools, teaching our kids in elementary school that they have a right to change their sex if they want to without their parents' permission. They think they have a right to do whatever they want to do. With our families, they make the decisions. And if we allow that to happen, if we don't push back against that, America will eventually become a place just like a lot of these other shitholes in the world where nobody really wants to go to. And the only people, isn't it funny? We've said this before, but isn't it funny? I saw something uh, tonight, uh, one of the commentators being critical about all the crowds at the football games, and I know this is kind of a, a big, quick right turn. But I, I said this before back last year. All these people that that have these commentator jobs on on television and radio they sit there they were drawing their checks last year you know while millions of people in this country were not drawing checks and were just barely getting by if they got by at all and these people are sitting up there in their comfy jobs and they're trying to tell us how we should be acting what we should do as our civic duty to our country even if it cost us our job we need to do it because it's our civic responsibility all the while they're drawing their checks they have their insurance they have their uh, retirement plans and they're telling us how to live and we allow that we give them importance I wonder if this had included everybody. Shut down the TV stations, shut down the radio stations. Shut down all these stupid freaking government jobs that they wanted to justify. And then see how long they want to keep everything closed down. But the people making the decisions, the people that were telling everybody else how to live, were getting a check. Their life went on. They could still support themselves. And they were so important because they were getting that information out to us, right? And, and, and Dr. Fauci, who makes more money than the President of the United States... And then going on all these little interview shows and spouting as little, you know, his as, as condemnations of Donald Trump. Telling us how to live our lives. Telling what we telling us what we have to sacrifice. And telling us, oh, we may have to do this again on some level. Well, if we do it again, folks. You guys who drew your checks last year, you need to be standing in the same line we're standing in. Or if you're not, shut the hell up! All right, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of TriStock MiniPod. If you like this or any of the other TriStock family podcasts, please be sure to follow us on whatever media you're listening to, uh, don't forget we have that contest going on during our live show. Um, like I said, I have three books left, so it'll be three more weeks. Um, hopefully we'll be able to do some kind of live show on Thursday. I can't guarantee that, but, um, like I said, Dennis Lee, I do not expect him back until Sunday's show which is not live, right? Um, and let's see. So I guess that's pretty much it. I think I've covered it all. I um, would encourage you to keep your eyes open. Keep your mind sharp. And until next time, Stay safe, everybody.
1: To my love, I took it down. I climbed a mountain and I turned around, and I saw my reflection snow covered. In Till a landslide draws me down. Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can the child within my heart rise above? Can I sail through the changing ocean tides? Can I hand all seasons of my life? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been afraid of changing Cause I've filled my life Get older, I get older too <laughs>